If you wanted to find one topic that could almost universally produce a negative reaction among Americans, filing an income tax return would have to be a top candidate. But if you aren't careful, filing your income tax return could be more than just an annoyance. Today, we give you six steps to stay safe during tax season. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Made Personal Podcast, the safest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Jim Herman. We begin, as always, with our security alerts, and I have three alerts for you today. We begin with news from Apple, where the Cupertino-based company announced the release of iOS 16.3.1 last week. This update fixes four security issues, two of which could allow attackers to take control of infected devices. Apple further stated that one of those two vulnerabilities is being actively exploited. The update also fixes three additional issues, one involving iCloud settings becoming unresponsive, one where Siri requests for Find My might not work, and improved crash detection settings to prevent it from being triggered on roller coasters. Moving to news from the car industry, two auto manufacturers released software updates intended to reduce thefts of their vehicles. Hyundai and Kia vehicles were part of a viral TikTok trend that demonstrated how to open the steering column and expose a port around the same size as a USB port. Someone could then start the car using a phone charger or another USB cable. The vehicles in question lacked an immobilizer, which requires the ignition to detect a chip in the key before someone can start the car. While the software update cannot fully compensate for the lack of hardware, it will require the key to be present to start the vehicle, and it will not allow the car to start if a key fob has locked it and the fob is not present in the vehicle. A phone number to call to find out more information and to determine if your vehicle is affected and eligible for the update will be available in the show notes. And finally, two Louisiana hospitals are facing a lawsuit over alleged HIPAA violations for sharing private health data with Meta, the parent company of Facebook. The two hospitals are accused of using the Facebook advertising pixel on their websites. The Facebook pixel code then had access to private health data of users, which Meta used for targeted advertising. According to the lawsuit, the data sent included medical conditions, prescriptions, names of doctors seen, and appointment history. However, we do need to point out that the mere filing of a lawsuit does not mean either of the hospitals named in the suit did anything wrong.
Do you want to be notified when we release a new episode or when there's an important alert that could affect your online safety? If so, visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash email and sign up for our email list. It will be the safest email in your inbox each week. And don't worry, we won't sell your email address or share it with anyone other than our email service. Once again, that's cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash email. And now, on to today's tip. April 15th. It's National Glazed Spiral Ham Day and National Rubber Eraser Day. On a sad note, it's also the day that the Titanic sank. But we know it more as the day when tax procrastinators finally sit down to fill out their tax returns. In case you weren't counting, we're now less than two months away from that infamous deadline. The IRS began accepting returns late last month, but most people will wait until the last few days to file their return. Our tax returns have a large amount of personal data. If someone gets a copy of your return or the electronic file, they have more than enough information to steal your identity. So what steps can you take in order to stay safe during tax season? First, do your best to file your return as early as possible. Filing early is the best way to get your return in before anyone else can file in your name. Scammers will use stolen social security numbers to create fake returns. And given the number of recent data breaches, there's a good chance your social security number has already been compromised. By filing early, you can get your return to the IRS before the scammers can file something in your name. If the fraudsters file first, the IRS will reject your return. You'll have to file additional paperwork and documentation with the IRS to get them to accept your return as the legitimate one. Plus, by filing early, you're also giving yourself plenty of time to prepare your return. You won't have to rush through it and possibly miss deductions or credits that you could have claimed. If you have a refund coming, you'll also get it sooner if you file early. Second, if you decide to have someone prepare your return, make sure you use a reputable tax preparer. Anyone who prepares tax returns for money must get a Preparer Tax Identification Number, or PTIN. Make sure that your tax preparer has a PTIN and adds it to the end of your return. You may also want to know what rights your preparer has regarding representation with the IRS. Attorneys, enrolled agents, and CPAs have full representation rights before the IRS, and those who participate in the annual filing season program have limited rights. However, other tax preparers may have a PTIN, but have no right to represent you. Whether or not you care about the representation is up to you, but if you have a problem with your return, it may be something you want to know. 
And finally, make sure you will have a way to contact your tax preparer if there are problems with your return. Each year, several tax preparation companies in my area pop up in a storefront for two months and then disappear. I've never used one of these services, but I've often wondered how easy it would be to get in touch with someone if there was a problem with my return. Third, ask your tax preparer about the security measures they will use to keep your information safe. Your tax return has a substantial amount of personal information, including your social security number, your salary, and much more. You don't want a tax preparer acting lax with all of that data. Now, I'm not saying you want to put your potential tax preparer through a full security audit, but you may want to make sure your preparer is using anti-malware software on their computers, encrypting sensitive files, securely wiping old devices and hard drives, and locking up paper copies of files. Fourth, watch out for potential tax scams. If you prepare your taxes using an online service, make sure that you use a legitimate service. Don't just sign up with the one that shows up first on Google, especially if you've never heard of that service before. Someone could easily set up a website pretending to be a free or low-cost online tax service and then collect the personal data of the people who sign up. Once you've made sure you're using a legitimate service, you also want to protect your account from scams like phishing. Use a strong password, enable two-factor authentication if possible, and only connect from secure devices and networks. And finally, even if you have a professional prepare your return, look it over and make sure everything seems right before you sign. While most preparers will do everything above board, there might be a few that would be tempted to adjust the numbers a bit to make themselves look good. That way, if you try to enter your information on a tax preparation site, you'll think they did a better job at getting you a higher refund. You may not understand every intricacy of every number on your return, but make sure there's nothing that looks too far out of line. Also, make sure the preparer has signed the return and entered a PTIN. If the preparer doesn't sign and add the PTIN, you'll be on your own if there's a problem with your return. Fifth, remember that Google is not a CPA. If you're trying to prepare your taxes, you might try to search Google for answers to your questions. While plenty of sites provide quality tax advice, there are others that will give bad advice. There are some sites that even claim all you have to do is file a single statement with the IRS and you'll owe zero taxes at all. Not every person who may answer a tax question online is a tax attorney or a CPA or understands tax law, so don't trust advice you find online. If you get stuck with your return and need help, go to a reputable tax preparation company. Both TurboTax and H&R Block have comprehensive sections on their website that can answer many questions. 
TurboTax also has a community help center where people can bring their questions to be answered by certified tax professionals. And if you're truly stuck and can't get the answers you need, it's probably time to take your paperwork to a professional preparer. And sixth, always file something by the tax deadline. There are several reasons why I bring this up. First, if you can't get your taxes done by April 15th, don't ignore the deadline. You can file a single form to request an extension to file your return. This extension won't eliminate all penalties and interest, but you'll pay a lot less than if you just send your return in late. Also, if you know that you'll owe taxes, consider sending in a payment for at least some of what you owe with your extension. You will only be charged interest on the balance you haven't paid by April 15th, so paying most of what you owe now will significantly reduce your interest. Second, even if you aren't required to file a return, it may be advantageous to do it anyway. Specific income thresholds must be met before you're required to file a return. However, if you've had income tax deducted from paychecks, you may want to file so you get a refund of those deductions. Certain deductions, like the home office credit, can also be carried over into the next year if you can't claim them this year. If you file a return for this year, you can carry over those deductions into future years. If you don't file, you won't be able to carry over the deductions. On top of all that, the IRS is only able to audit you for three years after you filed your tax return. If you never file a return, the IRS could potentially audit you at any time. If you file a return, even if it's all zeros, the IRS can only ask you to prove you had no income for three years after the date you filed. And finally, filing a return protects you from fraud. If you don't file a return because you're not required to, you'd never find out if someone else filed in your name. You don't want the IRS to come back sometime in the next three years and demand documentation about a return that a scammer filed in your name. If you file a return every year, even when you're not required to, you'll either beat the scammers to the IRS, or you'll learn that someone filed in your name, and you can take appropriate action to stop the fraud. Tax season probably isn't something most people would describe as an enjoyable time, except for those making money preparing returns. But if you take the right steps to protect yourself and your tax return, you can keep tax season from becoming an even bigger headache than it already is. And as we draw to a close today, it's time for our cybersecurity pop quiz. Each week, we ask you a question about online security or privacy, and it's your job to figure out the right answer. Our next episode will discuss how to help keep your elderly loved ones safe from scams. So the question is, which of these steps will help protect your loved ones from online scams? 
A. Store financial records in unlocked drawers. B. Set up a separate bank account for their day-to-day -day expenditures. C. Enlist the help of financial monitoring services. D. Monitor their accounts through their online banking. Or E. Tell them to talk to you before giving anyone else money. Come back again next time to find out the answer or visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash popquiz to submit your guess and get the chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card when we conclude season four in August. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. Check out the show notes page linked in the description for more information about today's tip and a transcription of today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you could visit our welcome page at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash welcome. There, you can find more information about the show and links to some of our most popular episodes. Cybersecuritymadepersonal.com is provided for educational purposes only. Don't take any action on your computer, phone, or other device unless you understand what you're doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Tech Media. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, stay safe.